Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. weekend is in the rear view mirror we've got a great weekend of football upcoming here with nfl divisional weekend followed by the ncaa championship on monday this is episode 30 of believe in betting la i'm your host sam maxwell you can follow me on twitter of course at s maxwell 713 and i'm joined as always by my co-host chris lewart how you doing chris we got some fine football upcoming how you feeling Doing pretty well. Uh, fighting off a bit of a cold, but all things considered, not going full-blown sore throat feels like a victory to me, so I'll take it. Yeah, you sound relatively similar enough. I wouldn't have even known. You probably shouldn't have shared that uh, with <laughs> our listeners, but you know, maybe now they'll pick up on some some tendencies, and, uh, and hopefully they'll know exactly why you're feeling, uh, yeah, looking if, and feeling if, that way. If my voice cracks when I say, you know, take, <laughs> take the Vikings or something, it's, it has nothing to do with me being shaky on that pick at all. <laughs> Or does it? You know, yep. things happen for a reason. Yep. Uh, again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode 30. We're on the Believe Podcast Network. That is spelled B-L-E-A-B. You can find all the great Believe podcasts. And there are a lot of great ones these days at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find Chris on Twitter at Lou Man Dingo Rock. And you can find the fine fellas at Stag Capital at Stag Cap on Twitter. You can find this podcast and all the other great ones of Believe on Wherever you choose to get your podcast from, that includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeart, and more. Before we get in and we talk about the NFL Divisional Weekend and, of course, the NCAA Championship, Chris, we're going to talk about how we did. Bowl season is now in the rearview mirror. We have one remaining college football game uh, of this season, not this year, but this season, obviously. And that, of course, is going to be a dandy Monday evening from New Orleans, Clemson and LSU. That's going to be our final game that we'll break down in this episode. How do we do for bowl season 2019 to 2020? I went 24-17-1. I was actually, I think I won eight of my last games. So all those cheap ones after the New Year's Day, I did quite well on 24-17-1 overall. Chris went 19, 19, and 2. I mean, you can't, you can't get that perfect. Talk about kissing your sister. Talk about symmetry, man. That, that's, that's amazing. Nicely done. Uh, and I stand overall on the football season at 51, 50, and 2 after a 1 and 3 wild card weekend. So I did not have a good one. Uh, I, like many others, thought the Patriots were going to steamroll the Tennessee Titans. It looked like they were for a while. They were up, uh, I believe it was, what, 10 to 7? First and goal, the 1. It looked like they're about to score a touchdown, go up 17 to 7. And those are games, Chris, that we do not see the Patriots lose. However, a game changing goal line stand. For the Titans turned that game around. Derrick Henry was fantastic. We saw this Titans team show grit and tenacity in this Patriots team. Really the end of an era. It sounded like Tom Brady was kind of talking almost in past tense about his tenure in New England in that postgame presser. A lot of transition potentially coming the way in New England and, and uh, you know, the NFL as a whole. Obviously, this is the first postseason in forever. You know, Chris was a college football player himself the last time probably Tom Brady uh, ben Roethlisberger or Peyton Manning were all eliminated at this point in the postseason. Chris actually had a very good divisional round. He went three and one over wildcard weekend. So my hats off to you, Chris, for that. And without further ado, let's move on and let's talk about this week's NFL games. Of course, starting 
with Vikings at the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are seven-point home favorites here. This one's Saturday afternoon, 1.35 p.m. Pacific time from Levi Stadium in Santa Clara, California. The total on this game is 44. The Niners, of course, had that first round by the Vikings coming off one of the most memorable uh, upsets in the postseason in quite some time, the overtime victory over the New Orleans Saints. What are your thoughts here, Chris, on this one? Vikings and Niners. Yeah, talk about turning things on your head. Um, we lost. Stag Capital did not do so great on a, on a uh, Saints teaser, so thank you for that. But tip the cap to the Vikings uh, for showing up and playing as well as they did. I'm going to go with the idea here that the Niners, having had like 14 or 15 days off, uh, are going to be a little rusty. It's just going to take them a minute to get back up to game speed where they've been. That's a ton of time off. Even in football, there isn't a football team that wouldn't want a week or 10 days off in between their games. But um, in a situation like this, I think there's going to be some good value. Vikings plus a half a point for the first quarter. Right now, I can find that at even money, and I like that a lot because I think the Vikes are going to be in game form right away, and I think it's going to take the Niners a minute. Very interesting thought process. Look, I get what you're saying about having that week off, and, and sometimes I completely agree with you. You will hear my thoughts on one of these teams having too much time off in our very next game. However, let's not forget that Week 17, the Niners played an extremely important game. They went on the road. They took down the Seahawks, and that game was everything to them. That game got them this first round by. It got them home field advantage throughout this NFL postseason. So they only really had one full week off. They only had essentially... 13 days off of competitive football. That's not as bad as we'll see in the next game. The San Francisco Niners team was also quite banged up. They were coming off of a very physical, very close game. Will we see round three of Seahawks Niners next week? That's going to be determined, obviously, this weekend. I don't have as much concern about the Niners being rusty as I do for some other teams. I like this coaching staff quite a bit. I think Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the game. I think this Niners team is getting healthy. They're a smash-mouth football team. They don't necessarily need that polish against some, you know, as some other teams may need. On the contrary, the Vikings are coming off of, yes, they do only have, I mean, they have that week rest. It's not like they only have six days, but they come off of a smash-mouth game in which they had a lot of injuries, especially in the secondary. They are extraordinarily banked up. You saw that defense overperform, I think. You saw the offense, I think, overperform as well. My hat is off to Kirk Cousins. I saw this coming for him, and I'm very happy for him. I think he's a very underrated quarterback, and you're seeing that finally start to come to light uh, with a very impressive win last week. And I also really like how Mike Zimmer got that win. There is some rumblings that if they got blown out last week against New Orleans, they may fire Mike Zimmer, who, believe it or not, this is a great trivia question, uh, Chris, is the leader all time in winning percentage against the spread uh, over a, <laughs> over a course of a couple seasons. Literally is the leader as a coach better than Bill Belichick against the spread. Uh, it's an extremely, extremely impressive record for him against the spread. So I'm happy to see the success that the Vikings had, but I don't see it continuing. This is a very difficult place to play, a very difficult team to prepare for because their offense is very balanced. They have three different running backs. They have many weapons you have to prepare for. And of course, their defense is nasty. When is Kirk Cousins a good quarterback, Chris? Just tell me. Oh, he's a good guy all the time. But when is he a good quarterback? <laughs> Probably when, <laughs> when, he's, when he's at home or in a dome. Uh, yes, most quarterbacks are much better. He's not, I'll tell you when he's not a good quarterback on Monday Night Football. Where he's well, yeah, that's uh, right. That's however, right. Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback when he has time to pass the ball, when he has protection, and, of course, on the play-action fakes where he has time to pump that ball downfield. 
Where he's not a good quarterback is under constant pressure, which I know he's going to be under pressure. This Niners defensive line is nasty. They're going to get after Kirk Cousins. And I think we're getting a nice discount here because the Vikings had such an impressive win last week. I like the Niners to cruise here. I think they're going to win by at least two touchdowns. Give me San Francisco minus seven. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about the Titans and Ravens. But before we do, I want to talk about our first sponsor for this episode. And that, of course, is my bookie. Christmas and the New Year's have come and gone, Chris, but the Super Bowl, thankfully, is quickly approaching. We've seen just what our teams are capable of this season, and now it's time to get your last bets in before the big game. Will the Ravens be able to get it done? We'll talk about that in a second. And who else is going to come out of the AFC and the NFC? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted books in the industry. If you're looking for a sportsbook to make some bets on, for these big games, my bookie is where you want to go. If football's not your thing, again, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but my bookie <laughs> has options for you. NBA, college basketball, Premier League, whatever you want to bet on, they've got the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful and 24/7 customer service team. The best part is here, Chris, if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000 free credit. That means if you're planning on depositing $2,000, God bless you, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to use do is use our promo code BLV, that's Bravo Lima Victor for Believe, to activate this offer. Again, that is the promo code BLV to get your extra cash from MyBookie, mybookie.ag, bet, win, and get paid. All right, and speaking of getting paid, Lamar Jackson, I'm sure he's on the precipice of one of the richest NFL contracts in history. Of course, he's still only a second-year player, and it's amazing to see the gains that he's made in just the short amount of time that he's been in Baltimore. They are taking on one of the hottest 9-17s that I've ever seen, the Tennessee Titans. The dynasty-ending Tennessee Titans are going to M&T Bank Stadium. This one's Saturday evening. It's an 8.15 p.m. local kickoff. The Ravens are nine and a half point favorites. The total in this one is 47 points. This is a very interesting game here. The Ravens have been so dominant all season, Chris. 14-2 season, an MVP season for Lamar Jackson. Their defense got rolling towards the end of the year. But I think they have something to worry about here in this game. What do you think? Well, I'm, it was impressed as hell by the Titans' game plan against the Pats, and they didn't get away from it. They, Derrick Henry is an absolute load. I mean, the guy is, is a giant just rumbling down the field, and they stuck with it, and they did. It almost felt like a, a college game plan, right? They just they ran, run, run, and then gave Ryan Tannehill a pretty safe third-down pass. And if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, they punted and were happy to play defense. Um, and I think they're probably going to try and do something like that. They're going to try and keep Lamar Jackson off the field. They're just going to run Derrick Henry at you a, a thousand times in the game and hope that it takes you a long time to, to slow him down and you get worn down on defense. And we're going to, I'm sure you're going to talk about the Ravens having had 71 days off and having not played in that last week for that very reason. I like the under 47 for the game. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're going to talk about here. And as you mentioned for the Niners, that's 13 days off coming off of an, a very important game for them in week 17. The Ravens haven't played a meaningful game since December 22nd. We were still getting fat on Christmas hams the last time the Ravens <laughs> played a meaningful game. And I think they're going to come out and be a bit rusty. This Titans team, on the contrary, had to win in Week 17 to punch their ticket to the playoffs. And then they went into Foxborough last Saturday night. 
just a week ago, and they ended the dynasty, very likely, of the New England Patriots. This Titans team is built to keep games close. They run the ball, decreasing the amount of possessions each team are going to get. And I don't think we're going to see the same Ravens offense that we saw in the regular season. That is a huge concern for me. Now, you have a, a significant talent advantage. I think you have a coaching advantage as well. But I do like the Titans here to cover. And I'm going to go ahead and punch this to a teaser. I like the Titans plus 15 and a half. And I actually like the over in this game. I think both these offenses are very underrated. If the Ravens get going, then the Titans are also going to match that. I don't hate the under here, but I do think both these offenses can get over 41. So I'm going to go ahead and take Titans plus 15 and a half and over 41. Be very careful if you take the Ravens. They're going to be a very, very public team. So get your bets in now because if that goes to 10 or even 10 and a half, then it's going to be even more on the side, I think, of the Titans in order to cover. So I'm taking Titans plus 15 and a half over 41. This is a simple case, Chris, of just a team getting hot at the right time here. I would not be shocked if we see the Titans go in there to M&T Bank Stadium and get this victory. Yeah, and don't uh, you made a really good point, Sam. If you want to bet the Ravens, bet them now. I mean, I see them at plus odds at minus 10. Please get that bet down immediately because mm-hmm. you don't want to pay for the hook. That's going to be a killer. And it's coming. You know that's good. that, that hook yep. is coming. So. All right, the other AFC game here is the Houston Texans surviving last week. That's the only real verb I could think of against the Buffalo Bills. Just a terrible job with the Bills coaching staff down the stretch there after getting off to a huge lead. It looked like that game was over several times. Somehow, Deshaun Watson boomerangs off of two defenders, stays up, throws a strike, and they end up getting the victory there against the Bills. A one-point victory, and if you're a Bills fan, I feel for you, man. That was going to be their first postseason victory since, I believe, 95. This Bills team has a lot of good things in front of them. Josh Allen's one of the more fun guys to watch. Uh, You have a lot of oohs and ahs. You have a lot of uh, crazy things that he does. We don't have anyone in the NFL like him. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone in sports like him. He is a lot of fun to watch, but he made some very, very tough mistakes uh, in that game. I think the Bills have a chance to win that division next year, regardless of whether or not Tom Brady comes back. That's going to be a bet this offseason that I will be championing. The Texans surviving just somehow. J.J. Watt came back and was very impressive in that game. They are taking on the well-rested Kansas City Chiefs, who are very thrilled to have this first round by, only accomplished, of course, by the Patriots losing at home to the Miami Dolphins in Week 17. The Chiefs are a very good home team, Chris. They are nine-and-a-half-point home favorites. The total in this one, as you would expect for two very good offenses and two of the best young quarterbacks in the league, and might I add, of course, Mitch Trubisky was taken in front of yes. most of these quarterbacks. Good God. Patrick we- and Deshaun Watson. This one is Sunday at 12.05 p.m. Pacific time from Arrowhead Stadium. I think that Mitch Trubisky should bang the drum to get this game started. What, what do you think, Chris? I think I think I want oh God, I don't I don't even know what to say. It's 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 going to be when you consider the draft picks, it is easily, easily one of the top five worst draft decisions ever made in professional football, because Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. And Deshaun Watson is looking like he's on his way to being a Hall of Famer. And it just it makes me want to blow my brains out. It's vintage bears. I have to stop myself. Um Okay, which one's worse? Trading two first-round picks for Jay Cutler or the trade for Mitch Trubisky? Don't, don't factor in the, the passing on two excellent quarterbacks because that's, that's an unfair comparison. Just, just look in a vacuum. Which trade do you think was worse in a vacuum? So I, you want to say Cutler, but I don't think it is because there's just no reason 
to trade those picks. They, they traded the picks for no reason. The, the, you didn't, they were negotiating against themselves. The Niners weren't going to take anybody. He just called uh, John Lynch and was like, hey, I uh, heard you're going to take uh, Mitch Trubisky. John Lynch said, who is this? Like, yeah, you're right. Send me two picks. And then they did it, and everybody in San Francisco had a big fat laugh, and now San Francisco is what the Bears should be. And I'm furious about it. It's vintage Bears. Uh, the city is is just going to – it's classic. We're, we're going to waste a good defense for five years, and uh, I'm going to stop myself now. Um, Chiefs minus 10, plus 110. Uh, I think the Chiefs are the team of def- uh, destiny this year. Uh, big fan of Patrick Mahomes. Big fan of watching their games. And uh, Deshaun Watson – uh, I think is going to have his hands full outdoors against a well-rested team. I completely agree with you here. I'm actually getting Chiefs at minus nine and a half, and I'm literally going to click on bet right now yep. <laughs> because yep. I think this Chiefs team is going to steamroll this Houston Texans team. Yes, J.J. Watt came back, led his team, and Deshaun Watson to that extent to a very impressive comfort behind victory. But this Chiefs team has Andy Reid, a excellent NFL head coach. They have home field advantage. That's worth a six-point swing in itself at least – they're going to be outside. I don't think this Houston team is going to be ready for what's going to hit them. And this Chiefs defense down the stretch, Chris, has been very impressive. Let's not forget about that. I like this Chiefs team quite a bit. I can certainly see them leading, uh, coming out of the AFC here and winning the Super Bowl 100%. It's it's kind of crazy that they're only 9.5-point favorites or, or you're getting 10. But I, I see this more as like a 13 to 14-point spread. I think you're getting some nice value here. And I love, love this Chiefs team. I would actually be much more interested in seeing a Bills-Chiefs game. but. Of course, we're not <laughs> going to get that. Yeah. Uh, but yes, Texans, Chiefs, we should see some fireworks. I don't necessarily like the over 51s a lot, uh, but I do like the Chiefs at minus 9.5. I even like them up to 10. If it goes to the hook at 10.5, it's a, diff- a different story. It's much more tough to stomach, uh, but I still would I still would take the Chiefs. I think this Chiefs team is going to come out here and crush the Texans. And I think the first half is good as well. The Texans came out and were absolutely flat at home last week, and I do see a repeat of that this Sunday. We're going to move on and talk about the final NFL divisional game and, of course, break down the NCAA championship. But before we do, let's talk about our second uh, sponsor here. And if you don't want to sleep on the Seahawks, don't want to sleep on Clemson, give you a little sneak peek of my picks here, you do want to sleep on an eight-sleep bed. Uh, let's make 2019, Chris, the last year you suffered through a bad sleep. Let's listen to these studies from Harvard and Johns Hopkins, two very uh, established, esteemed American institutions. Chronic sleep deprivation, to no one's surprise, has some bad effects on your life. It's shown to lead to depression, to diabetes, to obesity, to cardiovascular disease. We need at least, Chris, eight hours of sleep. And one of the hardest problems, the biggest problems of sleep, is the temperature. It's tough to get good sleep if you're too hot or you're too cold. The year is now 2020, and now you have the option to buy the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. It was developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 43 million hours of sleep. Those are the stats. Those are the, the touchdowns and yards, actually, that Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson are going to combine for over the course of their career. The Sleep Pod combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery, and it learns your sleep habits automatically and adjusts the temperature as well. If you like the bed cold and your partner likes the bed warm, you can both have it at the same time, and it's a crazy comfortable bed. For the next week, get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket. I think those are one of those weighted blankets which people are, are loving oh, these days. So nice. That's a, so a total, nice. total value of $500. 
only at 8sleep.com slash V-S-I-N. That's 8sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. All right, let's move on, Chris. Let's talk about the final game of NFL Divisional Weekend, and that is the Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers. This one, of course, from historic Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Packers are four-and-a-half-point home favorites. The total in this one is 46-and-a-half. I have some strong opinions on this game. But first, let's kick it to you. What do you think? A little tidbit for everybody out there. Frozen Tundra Lambeau Field, all that. It is actually quite pleasant on the field. Their turf is heated, so they're on grass, but it's, you know, it might not be warm, but it's soft and it's it's comfortable. So if you're down well, on the it's field. It's a bit of an overstatement. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just remember that next time they're talking about what warriors the Green Bay Packers are, because uh, I have to dig on them like that because uh, regretfully, it's almost making me want to throw up in my mouth. I'm going to pick them for this game. I just think, I mean, it's. The Seahawks, I, I just feel like they're they should have beaten um, who do they play? They should have beaten uh, the Eagles by like three touchdowns with uh, Wentz out and the entirety of the Eagles team injured, and it was a close game more or less. And uh, while I'm not super impressed by the Packers and Rodgers has, has greatly regressed, um, I can't help but think something's wrong with him. Uh, I'm still going to take the Packers minus four and a half at home, and I'm seeing that at minus 103. So I think you can kind of get them if you're a Packers believer and not overpay for it. I'm I'm actually really surprised, not just because you're a Bears fan, I'm surprised to hear you take the Packers. I hate it. I hate um, it. And yeah, let, let's just briefly talk about the Eagles. That is the season from hell, man. Yep. They lost their starting quarterback, their number one receiver, their number one overall receiver in Zach Ertz. They lost their starting running back. Well, he was just banged up a mile standard. Their backup running back, Jordan Howard. They had offensive linemen out. I have never seen an NFL team with such poor luck. It's a really a testament to that organization and that coaching staff to even make it that far. And it's awesome to see Josh McCown, who threw Larry Fitzgerald's first touchdown of his entire career. He handed off to Emmett Smith for his last <laughs> touchdown of his career. Josh McCown out here playing in his very first NFL postseason game in the year 2020. Ah, I just thought it was such a great story. And my hat's off. What a warrior. He came out today, I believe, that Josh McCown tore the hamstring off the bone and was playing with their – I mean, their their third-string quarterback would have been receiver Greg Ward. And you have to think that he may have been a a better option at that point. They had a chance down the stretch there to make things interesting – uh, and, and yes, I do agree with you. The Seahawks probably should have won that game by more, uh, but I don't want to penalize them by not winning by more. They, they stepped up. They went on the road cross country. They played well. And guess what? The Seahawks, Chris, are now eight and one on the road this season. I think this Packers team is vastly overrated. They're built on a house of cards. We're all thinking this is the same Packers offense from many years ago. And it's just not Rogers. We've been taking the, the team, uh, the prop on this touchdowns under over the last few weeks of the season. Uh, yes, they can run the ball now. Aaron Jones is exceptionally talented. Their defense has some star power. But I like the Seahawks to go in there and get this done. They're a veteran-laden squad. Obviously, you have Russell Wilson there. You have some great players like Bobby Wagner on defense. Uh, and you, of course, have Pete Carroll, who's coached in many, many big games. This is a doomsday scenario for the Packers. I actually thought they matched up quite well with the Saints. I think the home field advantage would have meant a lot more against a team so accustomed to playing in a dome like the Saints going up to the cold. And it is going to be quite cold on Sunday, a high of 23 currently uh, in Green Bay. So that's going to it would normally affect a team like the Saints, but it's not going to affect a team like the Seahawks, who have played in inclement weather all season long. And Russell Wilson, uh, as, as a quarterback, does not decline in for weather. So I like the Hawks' money line. 
I'm going to take that. I'm going to take Hawks plus four and a half. And I'm also going to take a Hawks teaser plus ten and a half and the under 52 and a half. So I'm all in on this Seattle team. I like this to be a third rendition of Seahawks Niners. So I like the Hawks quite a bit. Go ahead and take them confidently at Moneyline. I do think this is going to switch over. Uh, the money is going to come into the Hawks. So go ahead and get those, those picks down now. And if you're a Packer believer, then you may want to wait. So that's it for NFL Divisional Weekend. Let's move on. Let's transition to the college ranks where we have the final game of this season. We have an all-Tigers matchup. We have the defending champion, the Clemson Tigers, from the ACC taking on the undefeated LSU Tigers and Joe Burrow. This year's Heisman winner, very likely. This one is in New Orleans, so a home field advantage certainly for LSU. The Tigers, the LSU Tigers, that is our five-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is a staggering 69-and-a-half. This one is Monday evening. All of it goes down here for all the Marlboros, 5 p.m. Pacific time from the Superdome. What are your thoughts here, Chris? So I, I'm really excited for this game. I think it's going to be uh, a great game. I think probably maybe the best national championship game we've seen in a while. Um, I just can't. I just can't talk myself out of taking Clemson. I'm seeing them plus 186 money line. I mean, is LSU probably a little bit better? Yeah, I think they are. But Clemson's not bad, man. Clemson's got as much talent. Um, so I'm going to place two bets on this game. I'm going to take Clemson money line, and I actually think that might creep up. So if you're a Clemson believer like I am, I think you might get that to like plus 188, plus 190 around game time because I think LSU is, is really going to be out in force for this. I also like the over. It's insane. 70 points. But if, if Clemson's going to make a game out of it, uh, I think LSU is going to light it up, too. And I think we might see a couple, you know, 38-38 with time winding down and a field goal deciding the game. We're seeing two of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen in my entire life in this game. We're seeing some of the best wide receivers we've ever seen in my life in this game. So, yes, the fireworks are there. I also kind of like the over here. And I also, you know, we're in unison on this game. I love Clemson. We're seeing a ton of money publicly come in on LSU. That's for a number of different reasons. Number one, they have a home field advantage. They're right there in New Orleans. There is a perception that there's going to be a major home field advantage in terms of the crowd discrepancy. This is a national championship game. Clemson has a huge fan base. They're not that far. I don't think this is going to be a 75-25 split. I think it'll be more like 65-35, 60-40. There's going to yep. be plenty of yep. Clemson fans there. It's not going to be as big an advantage as people think. Number two. You have the sexiness of Joe Burrow throwing eight touchdowns against Oklahoma. I think he had six in the first half, five in the Just first half. Just a bloodbath. Just a bloodbath. It was over. It was over before the second quarter even began. Let's not forget who these two teams played. Number one was LSU playing a very poor Oklahoma team, a terrible defense. We both thought they were going to crush, and they did. Whereas Clemson played, who I thought was actually the better team in Ohio State. They showed grit. They showed tenacity. Do not doubt the heart of a champion. A champion, do not dismiss this Clemson team. I like Moneyline here too, but I'm going to go ahead and stick to Clemson plus five and a half. I cannot imagine a world in which this game is not quite close. And so I'm going to take Clemson Tigers plus five and a half here. Uh, this would be our first back-to-back -back champion in quite some time, I believe. Um, and look, the new hotness is obviously Ed Orgeron and Joe Burrow. Do people forget that before the season, we were proclaiming Trevor Lawrence as potentially the greatest co college quarterback of all time. Yeah. Uh, this Clemson defense is nothing to scoff at. This is an enormously talented team that's been here before. We've had a lot of time off, and I don't think this LSU team is going to be quite ready for the behemoth that is this Clemson Tigers team. And I do think there's a coaching advantage uh, for Clemson as well. So we're in unison there. We're in agreement. We both like Clemson to win the game. We both like Clemson at plus five and a half. 
All right. That was a loaded episode 30. Any final thoughts here, Chris? I'm going to share a couple things on Twitter. The first is going to be one of my favorite commercials of all time, which is the Snickers chef's ad. Uh, and the other one is what makes me a big Kirk Cousins fan, even though he plays for a division rival. He gave a speech. I think his. I think he played till he was a senior, right, at Michigan State. He gave. So, yeah. yeah, he gave like a. He won like Big Ten Player of the Year, Big Ten Man of the Year, or something like that, and just gave uh, a warm the cockles of your heart speech uh, that I think everybody should watch, especially if you have uh, kids that are going to come up and play sports. That's something you should you watch. Like that. You yeah, like that? well, that, and that too. That'll be one of those that plays forever with uh, Allen Iverson and practice. Uh, I'll and, never uh, Herb, leave that down. Never Herb, leave that. Herb Edwards, but uh, I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan. Uh, I would love to see the Vikings win that game outright. But uh, check my Twitter out. Uh, it's a good watch. Of course, you can find us on Twitter. Chris is at Lou Mandingo Rock. I'm at S Maxwell Seven One Three. Stat Capitals at Stat Cap, and of course, Believe Podcasts or at Believe podcast no apple at, just at believe on twitter uh if you search believe podcast you'll, you'll probably find it as well so that was episode 30 we're interested to see how this shapes up we're going from eight down to four uh in nfl we're going from two down to one in college football should be a lot of fun between saturday through monday this is our last kind of uh you know marathon of football games here until we get to labor day so enjoy it enjoy the time for the believe podcast network for SAG Capital, for Chris Lewis, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.